listening to Victory and Labang Podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you today. An awesome, awesome Sunday to you, Victory family. Ika ng kaibigan nga natin. How are you doing? What are you feeling now? Are you, are you holding on? Are you hanging on? And I know it hasn't been easy. It seems to be dragging. And maybe the hope that we've been holding on to is kind of wearing a little thin. Maybe somewhere along the line, we've kind of stumbled and fallen and failed. Or maybe you're a little bit like me. I got the tendency to kind of draw in a little bit and be withdrawn during these times. And we're wondering, where is God? Where is he? Let me see where, he's, where, where he is because I, I want to know if he sees me. Does he care about me? I'm asking these same questions with you. Me, uh, Carlos Santos, one of the lead pastors here, and I'm thanking Pastor Ariel once again for the privilege of giving God's message to you today. And we're going to talk about missions. Missions. Kind of ironic. I was asking about how we're feeling. Why are we talking about you know, the series that's called Light for the Nations? We're going back to the book of Isaiah and talking about missions. Why? Some of you are probably thinking, should I? why should I care? I've got so much on my hands right now. The budget, the bills, uh, ordering, grab, shopping, whatever. Oh, the concerns, our families. Well, my prayer, our prayer is that you would not harden your heart when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and He's asking you, are you looking for God? Are you asking where He is? And when He reveals Himself to you and you see how glorious He is, our prayers, our hearts, and our feet start rushing to wherever he, we can find him, where he is, and, and join him. Because you know what? That's what the Jews in the book of Isaiah were looking for. They were asking God where he was. We're going back, as we started for most of the year, to the book of Isaiah. And i got to tell you, I love this book. I mean, I've been, I preached this before, and I, I remember saying that it's a story of a people besieged. That's why I love this book. Every day, they're gripped by fear. You don't know when their lives are suddenly snatched away and everything is suddenly turned upside down. And they're desperate for any sign of hope, any sign of deliverance. You hear me? Are you feeling family now? Familiar with this feeling? Well, just as a bit of a reminder, as we go back to the book of Isaiah, you know that chapter 7 to 39 really unpacks the worthiness of God. That the, the, the Israelites were being assailed by empires like Assyria and then oncoming Babylon. And they were looking to so many other nations. And God was saying, you know, Egypt, of course, they're nothing compared to me. In fact, I'll wipe them away and still I will be there. I'm your sole deliverer. We truly see that only God is trustworthy. And he unpacks this in all those chapters. And then later on in chapters 40 to 48, God is reminding them that they've been called to servanthood and reminding them why they were chosen to be the servants of the Lord. And he was sort of saying, he was saying, I will be the one to deliver you even as Assyria came and went and Babylon has come. Even the northern kingdom of Israel was taken into exile and the Judeans were about to be cap captured. And, and there is God just saying, I'm still here. I'm the one. I tower above all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rescue you. I'm going to send my lightning forth. And I'm gonna, my, the, the fire is going to come out of me. And you know, the sword will destroy armies. But pretty much along the way, the Israelites 
kind of fell. They'd fallen. And we kind of get the picture that they failed. The servant that the Lord has chosen has fallen and failed. And that's where we pick up right now when we go to chapter 49, where we don't just have a motive for them for being servants, but how do they become servants? The failed, fallen followers, how could they ever be servants of God? How could such an exiled people ever be restored? So are you looking for God? Well, let's read chapter 49 and get the first clear glimpse of the true servant of the Lord. Holy Spirit, please open our hearts to your word today and let your good, pleasing, and perfect will be done and let it glorify and honor you forever and ever. In Jesus' name. Isaiah 49 says, Listen to me, O coastlands. Oh, the Lord is speaking. And give attention, you peoples from afar. The Lord called me from the womb. From the body of my mother, he named my name. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. And he said to me, You are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I've labored in vain. I've spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Yet, surely my right is with the Lord and my recompense with my God. That was verse chapter 1 to 4. But let me go to chapter, verse 5. And now the Lord says, He who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him, for I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. Well, he says, it's too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light for the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Wow, thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and His Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nation, the servant of rulers, Kings shall see and arise, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. Thus says the Lord, in the time of favor I have answered you, in a day of salvation I have helped you, I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people to establish the land, to apportion the desolate heritage, saying to the prisoners, come out. To those who are in darkness, appear. That is the word of the Lord. Lord, be honored and be glorified by the preaching of your word. I desperately depend on you, Holy Spirit. All honor and glory go to you in Jesus' name. Wow. Wow. We're, we're given here a very, very intimate conversation between who? This servant of the Lord. And who is it? It is Jesus Christ himself. The servant of the Lord whom he glorifies. Isaiah is treating us to a very divine, intimate conversation between God and his sons. And there are just, you know, these little three C's. I have three C's here that define Jesus, describe Jesus, and why he is the true servant of the Lord whom we must trust and follow. All right. Number one, very simple. Jesus was called. Jesus was called. 
I mean, we'll go back. It wasn't in the slide a while ago, but I, I felt like I needed to read it in verse 1. Thus, to, listen to me, O coastlands, and give attention, you peoples from afar. The Lord called me from the womb. From the body of my mother, he named my name. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hit me. He made me a polished arrow, and in his quiver, he hid me away. You know, Jesus, is that, is that really you? It says here, he said to me, you're my servant Israel, in whom I will be glorified. So isn't it Israel that he's talking about? But you know, as, as many times that we're teaching, as, as we read the Bible, we always read it in context. And if you look back at the chapters ahead, like I was saying, chapters 48, and you look anywhere, you know, just throw a stone and hit anywhere, you'll see that there's a different description about Israel. You know, uh, you know he's, he goes to chapter 48, he goes, Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer, in verse 14, I, you don't have to go there in the slide, I'm the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. And he says, oh, if only you'd paid attention to my commandments. Ang kukulit nyo, para sabi ni Lord. Again and again and again in the previous chapter, so many descriptions of Israel having failed. And, and we're seeing here in, in chapter 49, wait a minute, that's, this doesn't sound like the other descriptions of Israel. Look how this servant responds. I said, I've labored in vain. I've spent my strength for nothing in vanity. You know, a hero ministered about that a while ago. We, we spent our strength. But this servant is saying, it's surely, I don't care. My right is with my, the Lord. My reward, my recompense is with my God. Who else could respond that way but Jesus Christ? Who else would... would would look at this world and this life and see, oh, everything is vain but God. And as, as we look at the example of Jesus being called, it's the picture of being made, being made for a specific purpose. That's what this being called is, as mentioned here in Isaiah. You've made me. In the womb of my mother, you called me out. I know right now it feels like our lives are meaningless. You know, we're just another statistic. And we're so desperately afraid that our lives will just be taken away from us. And we'll end up there on the board, just a percent. Whether it's the COVID cases, whether it's the, the inability of hospitals to, to, to get all our, to get, accommodate everybody. You know, but I want to be like this true servant. I want to be able to say, you know, no matter, my, life, my life is in my God. My reward, my meaning, my value. I mean, only through Christ who was literally made for God's calling can our own eyes be open to this truth that me can say that to yourself. I was made by my God for His purpose. And I submit to you humbly, there is no greater privilege. We will learn many things, do many things, accomplish many things, but there's no greater privilege than realizing that all of that was from God's hands. It was God's hands that made you and me. Everything I've done, everything I ever, any kind of result from my life is all from the Lord. And none of these, no accolades or, or confirmations or affirmations can compare to me knowing God. Paul echoed this, the Apostle Paul echoed David in his, in his songs. And he says, there's no greater honor, there's no greater hope than seeing you face to face, than knowing you, Lord. And Isaiah describes this through Jesus Christ. That's why the next chapters can't be talking about Israel, the fallen servant. Although, I mean, let's be fair. 
what we've been feeling for the past two years, they've experienced throughout centuries, right? Let's be fair to them. But these next, in the next coming weeks, these next servant songs, as they're called, could only be about Jesus Christ. And for those who follow him, God shines upon those he's made and called. Our lives, you know, listen to me, our lives have meaning. If you've heard Pastor Ariel, many times he would mention friends and family who have passed away. Panzer Tumangan, Daniel Pancho, Carrot Dane, Ronak Pabuayon, Joanna Creto. Not all of them were COVID cases or during this season, but they, they, come, they passed. The Lord took them. But for every Christian whom the Lord takes, there are many, I, I would dare say hundreds, even thousands of lives who had been blessed by their life. Every single Christian. No matter who you are. You don't have to be here in this spot saying all these things. You can be wherever you are, behind the screen, you know, doing a humble task. But if you're a Christian and you're following Christ, your life has impacted someone. There's even a song, and it kind of describes this classic song. Pastor Chico. Thank you for giving to the Lord. You know, there's, it describes us going to heaven, and then one by one, we'll be seeing people who have been affected by, by us, by our, by our lives, by simply, you know, maybe like, like Daniel smiling while he worships, or, or Carrot as she goes to kids' church. In fact, in the song, there's, there's a man that comes over to the narrator, and, and he says, you know, you were a teacher of mine in, in Sunday school, and one day... You, you said a prayer, and I, and I asked Jesus into my heart. Wow. All these people, all of our lives matter. For those families who are suffering loss because you lost someone, we want to say to you, those of you who are in Christ, God literally made your family to make such a difference in all of our lives. Ahu, Tito Panzer, ahu. You might think it would require great character, but because Jesus Christ recognized his calling, we are all, each and every one of us, big or small, young or old, whatever position, we've been made for his calling. We even have kids. Oh, one of our favorite kids in kids' church, JJ. JJ is a <laughs> uh, this, this story I asked from his dad. He, his dad, Rojon, overheard his son JJ on a video game with his friends. And he was outside the room and he's seeing, sabi, ng, sabi daw ng anak niya, oh, walang, walang murahan dito, ha? okay lang tayo dito, malinis tayo. You know, no, nobody cuss and curse here. You know, that's our conviction while we're playing. Let's have a good, clean game. And then that was an opportunity for them to ask JJ about his convictions, about his Christianity, and to have these conversations online from the safety of our homes. We don't, not even now, whatever's going on cannot stop the calling, the purpose of God in our lives. And because Jesus was called and he answered the call, what happens to us? We get a great, we receive our great reward. Just like Jesus said, my reward is in my God, in Christ. Number two, Jesus was called. Jesus, number two, Jesus was chosen. Jesus was chosen. Let me read verse five. And now the Lord says, He who formed me from the womb to be his servant. To bring Jacob back to him 
and that Israel might be gathered. Jesus was called to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. Oh, wow. He was called to gather his people back to him, to bring back the bosom of Jacob. And we don't have time to go there now, but if you look further in these verses, like I was looking through the other chapters, you will see descriptions of Israel being restored. Remember during their time, you know, a little bit like us, they felt their lives were worthless now. Why? Because their children were taken away. They were taken away into exile. How must they must have felt? You know, you must have felt that, because my, there's no more future for me. My name will be gone. My family wiped out. There is no... There's no, nothing for me to leave. And yet, it says here in verses 19, verse 20, the children of your bereavement, they'll come back. And you know when these children come back, there's a description that when they come back, to the, to, back home to their place, to Judah, it won't be big enough for them. It's too small for me. It literally says, go ahead and read it yourself. It's too small for me. That's the picture of the restoration of Israel. Wow, right, right? Wait a minute, look at verse 6. So yes, I'm honored to bring Jacob back to him, that Israel might be gathered to him. I'm honored in the eyes of the Lord. But verse 6 says, but he says, it's too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. It's too small a thing, that beautiful thing that was described a while ago. The Lord says, I will make you, talking to Jesus here, as a light for the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Wow. You might be thinking, well, do the nations really need Christ? I'm okay with God right now. I love it. Why do the nations need Christ? Log on and let's see, you know. There's violence in the Western territories, natural calamities in Asia, uh, international conflict, Families falling apart, things that we're trusting, mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, relationships being broken down, suicides, student massacres recently. Oh, breaks my heart. Do we, need to, do we still need to question whether the world needs Christ? But you know, some of us do have him, right? We do have Christ. We are in Christ. Some of us are witnessing, and we're kind of a little sensitive when we're describing how we're experiencing nowadays, because we're witnessing his healing in our families. We don't want to go so far as to say is we're, we're actually amazed by what's going on this, this season, these couple of years. But some of us really are receiving supernatural provision, what we need no matter how big, you know, like hospital bills being, being covered. Um, just a tremendous amounts. Somehow the Lord providing. Milestones in our lives aren't, aren't hindered, aren't marred, aren't marred by trial and, and tragedy. People are still getting married. People are still dedicating their children, celebrating birthdays. Families are still coming together. And yet we endure. We endure in, in, in throughout all these trials. You know, just last night, Pastor King had a talk about biblical grief counseling. That was just such a timely, timely talk. So many, so many of our singles came together and asked, how do we counsel people who have suffered loss? And it was so, so comprehensive. Brothers and sisters, Christian brothers and sisters are, are reaching out to one another. We, I myself had a time to connect with parents yesterday. And we're talking about how our children, how, how it's not easy raising them up. But yes, our children will be raised 
knowing God. We're actually, you know, we're, we're loving our families even more. We're, we're literally seeing the word of God in Malachi, you know, that says, Malachi chapter 4. I want the hearts of fathers and mothers turned to their children, and the hearts of children turned to their fathers. It's happening during this time of supposed destruction. We do have Christ. And isn't it, isn't it just amazing? Completely by grace alone, but we can wake up grateful and peaceful with God's peace beyond understanding. Doesn't the world need that? To the places where there's so many orphanages, orphans and the abandoned ones, the refugees right now, don't they need to know that God is with them and they matter to Him? And that's God's heart. You know, we're looking, where is He? Where is God? I want to see Him. Well, when we join in being a light to the nations, when we join Him in His mission, we not only see God's hands shaping us, we see God's heart. For the nations. Genesis right says to us, when he blessed Abraham, I made you to be a blessing. I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to the nations. It's always been his plan. In fact, right now, you're listening right now. It was God's plan that you're there. It included you. It was you were always part of God's plan. And because Jesus answered the call, because Jesus was chosen, God's heart shines on his people. I know I, I misspelled it, but I, that was intentional because it's light. God's heart is bright and luminous and glorious, and he shows it to his people. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for answering the call, being made, and being chosen. Lastly, Jesus is our covenant with God. Jesus is our covenant. Verse 7, thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, and here's another clue to Jesus. To one deeply despised, abhorred by the nation. This is going to be consistent in the next few chapters about the suffering servant. He's abhorred by the nation. Abhorred by Israel, the, the nation. And the servant of rulers. So he could only be talking about Jesus. But look what God says. The Lord says to his son, Kings shall see and arise. Princes, they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. Once again, Jesus Christ. Thus says the Lord, in a time of favor, I have answered you. In a day of salvation, I have helped you. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people. Just a while ago in the communion, that was a sign. That was our covenant with God through Jesus Christ. And because he answered, he was given as a covenant. And what happens? to establish a land, to apportion the desolate heritages. And look at this, another clear, clear connection to Christ. Saying to the prisoners, come out to those who are in darkness, appear. You know, appear. Come out of that prison. Come out, all you captives. We, we, we see what Jesus Christ was reading in the scriptures in the temple, right? That scene in the Gospels where he opens to Isaiah and says, The, Lord, the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach to, to preach to the poor, to the good news, and the good news, and declare the, the year of the Lord, the favor of the Lord. And he's setting the captives free, the prisoners, binding up the, 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 the weary and brokenhearted. Oh, wow. Jesus, thank you. Because God has established his covenant with us in Christ. Because of you, Jesus, we know the Lord is always, always, always with us. 
Are you looking for God? Well, he's, he's where the broken and brokenhearted are being restored and bound up. He's where the wounded and the weak are being strengthened and encouraged. Courage, steel, put in their backs. He's where the lost and the loveless finally, finally come home. Wow. Oh, join him on his mission. Be involved. I talked to one of our missionaries to Panama, Carlo Maranan. And uh, I, don't know, I don't know if we have that picture, but we were talking a while ago. And, uh, well, yes, yesterday, rather. And Carlo, our, our missionary, was talking to me about Carlos. So this is Carlos. Meet Carlos. Uh, so if you want to remember the story, just remember, Carlo talking to Carlo, talking about Carlos. <laughs> Here he is. He's this awesome 17-year-old who is involved in an, uh, like a, a council or a group, an organization in Panama who's talking about the agricultural development in their country. 17 years old. Wow. And uh, Carlos attended one of our uh, mental health talks online. And at the end of that talk, Carlos gave his life to Jesus Christ. And he got connected with our missionary, Carlo Maranan. And Carlo discovered that Carlos here was actually literally diagnosed, clinically diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. Kind of like what Pastor Ariel was talking about last week. Imagine that kind of life. This 70-year-old, so, so involved, so, whose life has such value and has such great impact. But every day, he's, he's, he doesn't know when an attack is going to happen, when panic is going to seize his body up and he'll, be, he'll lose control. He doesn't know. And when, he met, when Carlos met Carlo, he would often say now that how meeting Jesus Christ has made such a difference in his therapy. That every time the Word of God is heard and every time there's the spiritual family covering him in prayer, there's a literal physical difference in his body and in his mind. And how Jesus is helping him overcome his condition. Wow. And Carlos is just one of many people who are joining classes like our, our, our online English class. Uh, we, we, they started out and there were some graduates uh, this month. And now this year, they had like 39 students who finished their class. And they're starting another run this month. And get this. The team hasn't even landed. All of them haven't even landed in Panama yet. This was all done online. You know what? Like, you know, maybe you're feeling this like me. I'm, I'm getting chills. Never has there been a time where the gospel being preached in every corner of the, of the world. I was going to say galaxy. That's too much sci-fi in my brain. But look at it. Universally, the gospel being preached is never more possible right now. That's a captive audience. We've got people are looking for stuff to, to hear, to give them hope, to, to solidify, to make their, to see their, that their lives matter. And you know, we want to thank you. We want to thank you, those who partner with our missionaries. If you're a missionary, hear this very clearly. Your life matters so much. It impacts. Thank you for giving to the Lord. And even those of you who are partnering, you're preparing these, these, these sons and daughters, lost sons and daughters for their God-given purpose, that they were made, called out, to follow Jesus in his purpose. Thank you for actively taking part. What God is doing. Joining him on his mission in the nations. We pray that the Lord honor your faith. And bless you for your generosity. 
Now, if, if you feel like for some reason you're once again, you're in a place with God. Yes, sometimes he's a still oak, you know, against the storms. Boom, we're going to see, see each other through this. But sometimes he's on the move. And you want to see, God, where are you moving to? Where are you? And you found yourself looking for him, for God to reveal himself to you. Join missions. Join God's mission. Shine his light to the nations. There's no better time. Like the Carlos's, the Carlo Marana, like JJ. It's never been more possible that the gospel be preached every end of the earth. And in fact, it's not that we're making this easy for you, but we're, we're getting the privilege right now that our movement is making this available to us in the many ways we can join God's missions. We can, obviously, we can pray right now. Right now, let's, let's, we don't need music, you know. It doesn't need to be like worship team here and we're going to praise God and there's music. No, no, no. You, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, just like it did with Jesus, we can be moved to pray right now. If you close your eyes and you've heard these stories and you've felt the Holy Spirit speaking to you, moving, don't harden your hearts. Pray right now. Pray for a nation. Pray for China. Pray for Afghanistan. Pray for, for these states and these countries. Pray for Europe. Pray for continents. Tell the Lord, we want them for their inheritance, Lord, for you. Pray. Join his mission by giving as well. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But if you're moved, oh Lord, no, no, no. I need to be part of this. I, I feel whatever I have is really all yours. We can give. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But in your heart, if you feel like you can go, you want to go, joining our, our own missionaries that are being sent, well, try going on online. Join online missions, all, all these online activities to other nations. Like I said, this is, this is, this is such a natural time. This, you're saying to yourself, it doesn't matter whether it's a pandemic or a lockdown. I know things are hard. We're in the middle of something going on, difficult times. But then you're, you're realizing, no, this is the perfect time to be salt and light. It's needed now more than ever. Things are going on in the Philippines. I want to be a part of that. But everywhere else in different nations, now is the time. It's perfect to be part of God's mission right now, what He's doing. Preaching the gospel. Telling them that Jesus Christ is the true servant of the Lord and He died on the cross. He's forgiven our sins and now there's nothing separating us from God. Forevermore we'll be together. And discipling the next generation of every nation. Wow! Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for, for some of you who want to even go partner with us. And for some of you who also want to give. Here we'll flash the QR code if you, if you felt the Holy Spirit and you're looking at whatever you have and then you feel like, Lord, this is, this is for what you're doing. You can give one time or for the next 12 months. I know this takes decision and you know that the Holy Spirit is calling us. Even myself, I'm, I'm being, I've been moved, I've joined and the Holy Spirit is continuing to call us out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for those who pray. Thank you for those who give. Thank you for those who go. We know. I'm a little bit envious. I've experienced, and I will continue to experience, we'll all continue to experience how God is revealing Himself to us more and more in His mission. But I want to show you some lyrics as I end. I know I usually end with a, with a verse. But I want to show you this, this song that I mentioned a while ago. Thank you. We're giving to the Lord. For those of you who've decided to be part of God's mission, 
Here's another picture of what happens to that person who went to heaven. And another man stood before the narrator. Another man stood before you and said, remember the time a missionary came to your church. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victoryalabang.church. I am alive and I was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad, so glad you gave. I hope this is what we see someday. One by one they came, far as the eyes could see, each life somehow touched by your generosity. Little things that you had done, sacrifices made, maybe unnoticed on the earth, in heaven, now proclaimed. Join me in claiming this for ourselves. Your life matters so much. It's not meaningless at all. Like so many others, it makes a difference. Because Jesus, the true servant of the Lord, has empowered us to serve Him. We can be servants of the Lord because of Jesus and shine His light to the nations. I want to I bless those of you once again in prayer, but maybe some of you have been moved. I want in on this. I, I've never really experienced realizing how I'm made for God's purpose. I've never really felt what it's like to be chosen by God, wanted, pursued by a God who made me and wants to rescue and redeem me. If you want to start a relationship with God right now, well, he said, no one goes to the Father except through him, Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And as many of our children prayed, a very simple prayer. Just simply declare right now with your eyes closed and with all your heart, Jesus You're my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross to forgive my sins so that nothing would ever separate us, so that now that you've risen again and you're very much alive, we are together every day, forever and ever. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. (laughs) Dare I say, for the few of you, maybe you're the, I don't know, the hundreds, maybe you're thousands of you who've listened to that and said that prayer. This final prayer and blessing is for you. All of us now, servants of the true servant of the Lord, can you close your eyes, raise your hands, and receive this blessing? The Lord Jesus said, because all authority has been given to him, all authority under heaven and earth has been given to him, the Lord Jesus, may he send you, may he send you to make disciples, of all nations, of all peoples, of all generations, teaching them to follow, to obey everything that the Lord, the true servant of God, has commanded us to do. And the promise of the Lord Jesus right now is saying this. The Lord Jesus is saying, I will be with you. I am with you. Every second, every day, every year, always and forever. Cheesy as that sounds. I am with you, the Lord says until the end of the age. Whatever happens, Lord, whatever glory, whatever light is shined upon the nations, may you get all that. That glory, 
all that honor, all that praise. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Have an awesome, awesome day.